Well, Derek, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Three sports, one league. Welcome to the pod. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome! Episode 7. A New Year's edition, a wild card national championship edition of Tough Pod. And as always, I am joined by the Tough League founding fathers, by my own brother of blood. Nate, how's the last week been to you, man? How are you doing? Oh, man, it has been insane. Uh, finally in the new house, there are boxes fucking everywhere. <laughs> Uh, wife and I almost divorced six to seven times, but we have pushed through uh, in the new house. This is the first pod from the new house, and stoked to be here. Happy New Year, everybody. It's not a successful move if you're not almost getting divorced, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's a, it's a rite of passage. You have to, yeah, be at each other's throat at some point. My question is, do you have like a sweet little uh recording studio you're going to be doing your pods in to get the little sound little soundboard up all that kind of fun stuff well yeah this was uh it was this house purchase was contingent on the fact that i get my own lab you know for my beats <laughs> nice. uh, but first. also yeah no we're gonna have a a guest room for a while until uh until a little baby comes along so um yeah yeah it's gonna be the lab gonna work with uh kendrick some more uh kanye is gonna have some more free time it sounds like uh but yeah excited nate doing the podcast from the new house the first career podcast in the new home jez how about you man how's the last last week been to you well it's it's been pretty slow since new year's i haven't uh, really gone out and done anything uh you know abiding by covid rules i bought a putting green um and something else that was delivered just about an hour ago is my own little wine making like kit oh. i'll be making my own wine here i actually did go Love on that. a date a couple of days ago but it was um super covid conscious we wore masks the entire time didn't touch um it was very different but you know it's the type of world we live in now how was the chemistry <laughs> covid <laughs> yeah so being COVID conscious, that's not like Jez did not get lucky that night. And how about your week? How are you doing, man? <laughs> uh, you know, not too bad. Uh, no complaints. I've, I've actually been kind of shook up uh, for the past few days uh, since my wife kind of blew my mind with some some knowledge. Um, so you guys know like when trees are kind of dead, you know, the trees are dead, right? They have no leaves on them. They're just mm-hmm. sticks and they have those like spheres of uh, like growth in them. Like, like I was like, is that a nest? I don't know what that mistletoe. is. That's mistletoe. Yeah. mistletoe is like a parasitic growing thing that's on trees so that the thing that we celebrate oh, for the holidays is there's some parasite that like sucks the life out of these trees and just grows these little balls in these dead trees and, I, and like now when i drive that's all i look for it's all i look at i've hit like four pedestrians because um, i'm does. just looking at these trees yeah <laughs> i just can't stop thinking about it when i'm in a car and that's it for tough pod today there's your tree knowledge and <laughs> that's it nate hit the outro <laughs> <laughs> Well, boys, it sounds like uh, we're all doing pretty well here. Uh, we're here on a on a Wednesday night, getting ready for some uh, playoff football, some national championship. Fingers crossed that it starts on time and the date that it's supposed to start. 
Um, but what we also got going on is regular season basketball. We got tough league basketball, fantasy basketball in full swing. And with that, let's take it over to Musser's Musings. What do you got for us, Nate? Well, uh, not a lot of surprise here early on. We got, we're two weeks into the season now. Um, so plenty of, plenty of time left here. Um, but like I said, unsurprising leaderboard right now, Jez out in front with uh, 13 and five overall. Uh, he's leaning pretty heavily on his trio of bucks, Drew Holiday, Giannis and Chris Middleton. And if I told you who was ranked last right now among those three, would you guess Giannis? That's correct. Giannis. Wow. Uh, so Jay Rue and uh, Chris Middleton have been Jay pretty, Rue. pretty Rue. damn bonkers. Chris so uh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's still got Trey Young, who's been fine, but hasn't really had a, a huge game yet. And then KD also injured on the IL right now. So uh, look for look for big things for Jess this year. I think we all expected it, but he's he's starting off strong. Uh, big T also looking strong in second. He dismantled our own Logan Ridge last week, eight to one. Logue won turnovers, and that's all. Uh, he's rolling with uh, with Jokic, who is the top overall player right now. He's obviously been incredible, been like a triple double machine. He's filling up the stat sheets every night. And then uh, T's got some kind of random dudes. Larry Nance is a top 25 player. Mitchell Robinson uh, is an early round guy, but he's uh, been performing really well. And Zach Levine is also top 25 right now. So um, something of note, uh, Kyrie Irving is currently the second ranked player in fantasy (laughs) basketball. Do we owe Sizz an apology? (laughs) Never. I will, I will never apologize for getting Devin Booker. I'm my first pick. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, the not. thing, yeah, no, the thing has never been about Kyrie's ability to play. It's just his ability to stay healthy. The dude is going to like throw out his shoulder at some point, and he's going to miss twelve games or whatever. So, um, you know, shit, right now, shit he's on says. Let me check that off in the uh, tough league schedule here. Yeah, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's move on. Early, <laughs> early and often. Um, you know, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, a couple guys for the Pacers are top ten players right now. Uh, Mike Cal Bridges, Jeremy Grant, both top 25 players right now. So those, we still got plenty to shake out in the league. Um, but, you know, in a shortened season, a strong, store, a strong start is pretty important. So, Logue, how is the view from the back? Not great. I, like, went two straight days without setting my lineup for some reason. Like, on New Year's, I think it was, like, New Year's Eve, I sat in bed until, like, at least noon, just, like, going through my phone and didn't set my basketball lineup for some reason. And I went over the next day, and I was like, I didn't do this yesterday, did I? And no, and it was, like, a Christian Wood double-double on the bench. It was, like, James Harden with, like, 45 and 13 on the bench. I was like, okay, it's going to be this kind of year. The day I forget, (laughs) it's the worst possible day to forget. So, uh, it didn't help me at all. There's something that we might uh, need to look at in the future. I'm just throwing this out there just because there's – some kind of irregular stat keeping with fantasy basketball. I'm wondering if there's a better scoring system out there for us. Something yeah. we can, we can discuss in the group chat in the future, but yeah, it's just like, sure. maybe like weekly or rotary or something. Yeah. I don't know. Rotisserie. I don't know what it is yet. But rotary right club. Now, shouts, big shouts at rotary club. <laughs> yeah. Right now we're at, we're a nine category head to head each week. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's something that can be better. I think there, but we'll, we'll talk yeah. it out. And that's really not the best basketball one, I guess. It's cause it's like, you can't like play, you can't really like build your roster on having, having a certain number of games a week, you know? Yeah. So, well, I, I'm pretty sure Nate is only bringing this up because I won fantasy basketball last year. So he's just trying to find a way to just throw a wrench, throw a wrench. And <laughs> you know, Jesse's in first right now. He's leading the way. So now Nate's just not in first and now he wants to change up the scoring system. So let's, let's take it for what it's worth. And uh, I mean, we'll discuss it in the group chat, but don't think uh, we're not noticing what you're trying to do here. 
as a as a two time champion, uh, let's not change anything. Okay, first of all, first of all, I do have a, a basketball title in my belt in the in tough league, so I, I do want to point that out. But really, where what I'm coming from is, I have the hardest time like figuring out which players are best for my team. So I'm having like a difficult yep. time with roster construction. So maybe maybe it's just me. Um, it's like a personal problem. Uh, yeah, like I'm, <laughs> it, it is, but I also just don't know like what players are the best ones to pick and it's frustrating basketball has definitely been my weakest like sport in tough league so i vote for a complete basketball redraft shout out to sauce yeah yeah taking a quick look at the uh the standings history nate has finished fourth in the last two seasons so that means he's well i guess last year we didn't have playoffs but the year before in the playoffs and just couldn't handle it i'm not sure what seed he was going into the playoffs but um as nate typically does uh, when he gets to the playoffs he, he tends to choke a little bit yeah, I've got the reputation and I've earned it. I'm not even going to apologize or try and make an excuse. We just, we can't perform when we need to, uh, you know, so hopefully, hopefully I can shake that label at some point, but I just want to, I just want to start the discussion about fantasy yeah. basketball. And, and a shakeup might be necessary. You know, like basketball is like my favorite sport, but like fantasy basketball is like my least favorite of the fantasy sports. Now, yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe we need a shakeup just to like spice things up a little bit, you know, like maybe throw some leather on the fantasy basketball, maybe just put a thong on something a little sexy to spice things yeah. up. And uh, maybe I'll like a little bit more fantasy basketball, you know, but you know, swing or something. I don't know. Just like, let's do yeah. something crazy. We're going to make it sexy. Don't worry. <laughs> I like the sound of it. So with that being said, talking about uh, S and M and BDSM and everything, let's move on to uh, a review of uh, week 17. Huh? It was a bit of a mixed bag. And I think a, a six and six tough league week is the definition of a mixed bag. Uh, we didn't have much college football to go off of, and it was mostly um, NFL across the board. So I'm going to start with you, Nate, I'll go through your picks and you can um, talk about them really quick. So we had a, uh, Steelers team total under 15 and a half at Cleveland. And that turned into just like a really gross game where Cleveland could just not really pull away from the Steelers, which caused Mason Rudolph and I think Duck Hodges played a ton too to get a little bit of confidence in almost win the game. They were a two point conversion away from tying it towards the end. But uh, unfortunately, Pittsburgh did score 22 points and missed that team total. It went over the 15 and a half. And then we went to the Cincy and Georgia game, which was a call of under 50 and a half, which was an absolute cash on a 24 to 21. And luckily, that safety at the end of the game for Georgia did not affect the over under total. And then we go to the we had a couple stinkers in tough league this week. And this is one of them. Clemson minus seven and a half um, versus versus uh, OSU, and it was a 49-28 to 28 trouncing. So that's a one-and-two week. I believe Niz's first one-and-two week to bring his total to 12-and-6 overall. Nate, talk to us about it, man. First what time, happened? First time not in pound town. First time. Yeah, it, it hurts. Yep. I'm, not, I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble uh, summoning the energy right now because I, I'm so disappointed in myself. I know I let some people down. Um, and you know, Victoria is going to be by herself in pound town because you guys <laughs> res respect her and you're going to keep your distance, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's brutal. Uh, the Steelers pick, you know, that was kind of a funny pick and I probably shouldn't have gotten so cute with that one. Um, I didn't think that Mason Rudolph was going to move the ball, but I gave the Browns a little bit too much credit. I think, um, you know, it was a terrible week, but I would like to say, that on last week's pod, I said the Cincinnati Georgia game was going to be something like 24 to 21. 
exact quote. And with that safety at the end there, it was 24, 21. So that was kind of cool. Glad we hit the under on that one. I, I was hoping that we were going to see Cincinnati pull that one out, but um, it was a good game, fun one to watch. Yep. And then, um, shit, Ohio State showed me something. Uh, I'm at in hand. They are better than I thought they are. They were. Um, I'm looking at them on Monday thinking, man, these guys really do have a chance against Alabama. Justin Fields showed grit. Justin Fields showed that, you know, he maybe should have been in the Heisman conversation. Um, one of the best individual games that we've seen and just an impressive all-around effort from Ohio State. So uh, they earned it. They pounded my pound town back at me. And, you know, congrats, <laughs> congrats to the Buckeyes for ending my streak. I mean, you pretty much called it on the score. You kind of just got the wrong way. Right. I think you called a 21-point win by Clemson. Yeah, I don't think it counts if I do it the other way. No, not not so much. So that's a one and two week, unfortunately. But you know what? There's there's more uh, picks to come, and you have another week to to kind of get on the right side of things. So let's go on to Jazz with the three NFL picks. You had Packers minus five and a half at Chicago. Green Bay took care of business, punched their ticket to the playoffs and a first round buy. And Chicago, although they lost, they needed everything to kind of go their way in order to make the playoffs, and they still made the playoffs. So not a big deal on the loss for them. So uh, Chicago, 16, Green Bay, 35, easy cover for the Packers. Next one, next two, I think, uh, Jesse will talk about how annoying they were. Cardinal minus three at the uh, Los Angeles Rams, Cardinal seven, Rams 18, gross game. Titans minus seven and a half at Houston. Tennessee did pull out the victory, but did not cover 41 to 38. An unfortunate one and two week, bringing it to nine, eight and one overall. Jess, talk to us. It was, I um, <clears throat> chalk it up to just uh, being unlucky. I felt like I was on the right side of all uh, to those two losses. Um, if you told me that the Cardinals and Rams had a win and in game, whoever won gets to go to the playoffs, and it was Kyler Murray versus John Wolford, uh, I'm taking the Cardinals all day. Um, yeah. Kyler got hurt in the first quarter. That's just the way it goes. He came back in the fourth quarter and honestly looked fine. But, you know, it, ha- it happens. Um, and the Titans, um, they were up by 10 at the end of the third. Uh, well, two minutes left in the third quarter, they're up by 10. And good old reliable Derrick Henry fumbled. And it was just snowball from there. Um, but I did. I, I've, like I said, I felt like I was on the right side. I know I talked about getting deported from Poundtown last week. Um, I tried to commit fraud. I do not belong in Poundtown. <laughs> what a roller coaster of a ride between you and Poundtown. First, it's Poundtown's fault. Uh, then now it's your fault. And well, you know what? You're still going to try and get back. That's always the goal is to get back there. So we're over two so far in our Poundtown uh, locks of the week. So let's go to Ange. Not, not a, a sign of things to come here, Ange. Did we get you back in Poundtown? And I can tell the people that we did on the Iowa state. Like we said, he took the cyclone from the States to pound town on an Iowa state minus four and a half against 25th ranked Oregon and took care of business one by 17, 34, 17 also had the over on the Alabama Notre Dame game at 66. Unfortunately only ended at 45. And then you have uh, Carolina versus Texas A&M on the over 65 and a half. It got there, got to 68, a wins a win. A two and one week. That's the third straight winning week for Ann since the stinker in week one. Seven and five overall. And you're in pound town. Tell us about it. Um, it's, it's so good to be back. Uh, Victoria said I could take Nate's room uh, for the weekend. Ooh, so yeah, okay. so had, yeah. She said <laughs> she said Nate who and yeah, she's kind of a fair weather fan. This Victoria, so we got to keep our eye on her. Um, 
Yeah, the, the Alabama Notre Dame game that was kind of this. Uh, uh, that was a stinker. Uh, the, the game was a lot more cagey than I expected it to be. Um, so that one was kind of out of sight uh, pretty quickly. Um, the uh, North Carolina Texas A and M game was funny. They were A and M was um, they had the ball and I needed two more scores and I went into my closet and I uh, grabbed this Texas A and M jersey that uh, <laughs> I got randomly in Vegas with Nate and uh, and T. A couple of years back, we all got Texas A&M jerseys just randomly from a, a Ross um, and bet big money on Kellen Mond. Uh, he actually blew it for us that night. But um, oh <laughs> uh, but 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 this weekend I threw it on and we got two two late scores to hit the total. Um, so gig that em. was yeah. So we had to gig them and get that uh, get that cash. And then yeah, Iowa State it kind of went exactly how I expected. Um, Oregon's quarterbacks weren't very dynamic at all, and Iowa State is just too um, uh, potent on offense. So they kind of just handled business out of the gate. So that was kind of smooth sailing. So that was, uh, it's good to be back in pound town. I don't intend to leave anytime soon. Um, I'm confident my pick this week will uh, keep me here on the beach. Um, I just ask that somebody join me. It's kind of lonely here by myself on the beach. I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing a little pickleball. I'm just hitting oh, the sand. Got to run over the other side, hit it back. It's not that much fun. <laughs> so um, I would love for you guys to join me next week and we can really have a ball. Doing some forest gunk. Forrest Gump ping pong uh, playing over there. And exactly. uh, that's a segue to yeah, a two-handed uh, a segue to the, the next contributor here, myself, who also did not make it to pound town and is indeed by himself. I had Bama minus 10 and a half first half as one of my uh, picks. And of course that cash, the cheese pick of the week, Alabama minus 10 and a half. It was a 21 to seven lead going into the second half. So that's an, a cash there for Bama. I had Ravens minus 13 at Cincinnati. Just like I said on last week's pod, it was going to be an absolute trouncing. Brendan Allen and the Bengals are coming off a high of two wins and they're not going to really be able to do anything against a Baltimore team that is absolutely rolling into the playoffs right now, firing on all cylinders. And then I pound town. I don't even want to, I can't even use the word lock because this was so horrible. Dolphins money line at Buffalo. I feel like my thought process was perfect. I told everybody last week to get this line now while the Dolphins are three-point underdogs because Buffalo is not going to play their players. And if they are, it's going to be for maybe a quarter. And everything, I was just like, and it got to, it got up to Dolphins as three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think it closed at Dolphins three-and-a-half-point favorites because all the reports around is like, well, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs were going to be – they, they may have been inactive. Like they were very close to being inactive, but they decided to play. And then I was like, if they do play, they're barely going to play maybe a series, maybe a quarter. They played a whole fucking half and they absolutely obliterated Miami. It's almost as if Miami came in with the same thought process that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs aren't going to play. Well, we have to deal with Matt Barkley. We can stop him in our sleep. And that's exactly what Miami looked like out there. They looked like they were asleep. They did not want to go to the playoffs. Tua looks like shit. And Miami loses by 30. And they didn't even like really stop Buffalo in the second half. The second half was still just a trouncing of Miami. Matt Barkley, I mean, was still slinging the ball around. It was horrible. And I apologize for that pick. I feel I'm like so annoyed because I felt like it was great process. It was analyzing the situations. It was being a sharp better and catching lines early in your favor. I was so happy to have Dolphins money line as an underdog when they finished at three and a half point favorites. Yeah, you probably couldn't have felt more sharp going into that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's tough. That's a tough one. Really did. So I'm, I was like, I've got I haven't gotten a pound town right since week one. 
and we're in we're in week we're in episode seven right now. It's really horrible. And 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 episode one doesn't even exist in the airway, so there's really no proof of me ever getting to pound town. Oh, so yeah, I'm two right. and one on the week. I'm eight and ten overall, climbing my way out of that under five hundred seller, and I'm hoping a three and zero week this week gets me there. So a segue into wild card playoff weekend. Three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and of course, the Natty coming up. Everyone's favorite college football day of the year, the national championship. So with that, Nate, your first pick, start us off. What's it going to be? I'm just going to let you guys know there's going to be some innovation that's coming through with a lot of picks here. Um, and I actually pulled an audible from what I was talking about earlier. Um, there was a little bit of discussion pre-pod of, of what we were going to lock in as our, as our top picks. Um, I'm actually going to downgrade my, my lock to just a normal pick. Um, and I'm going to go with the NFL first, and I'm going to lock in the Colts plus six and a half um, going to Buffalo this week. Um, Buffalo has done nothing but just cover spreads the last like four or five weeks. I know this because I keep betting SIS that they're not going to, and they just keep doing it. So I'm just $20, $25 chipping away and just donating to SIS. Um, so you know, I may, I might regret this, but I think that the Colts are a pretty damn good football team. So, um, you know, I don't love Phillip rivers, but Jonathan Taylor just put up 253 rushing yards in week 17 in a game, uh, that was, you know, it, they needed it, but, um, it was, it was over pretty quickly and he just kept running. I think the dude is going to keep showing out the, the bills defense is still not that great. It's fine. It's middle of the pack. Uh, but I think, I think the Colts, have the potential to win this game. Um, I think it's the toughest opponent that the Bills have seen in a while outside of the Steelers. They played a cupcake schedule to end the year. Um, and I think I think six and a half is just too many points. I could see the Bills still winning, but I think three, three and a half is a, is a better spot for it. So give me the Colts plus six and a half. There it is. Lock and I do like the Colts, but I, you know, I also like the Bills. They have been just absolutely a pain to my wallet. Just giving a money away to says constantly and I can't take it anymore. So let's see. I'll, I don't know if I'm going to go there back to that. Well, this week, I can promise you that. Uh, Jez, what's your first pick of the week? Uh, you guys know what's coming. I'm going in on the bears 10 <laughs> points against the against the saints uh, in the regular season matchup bears lost 26, 23 with Nick Foles, not the goat Mitchell Trubisky. And uh, 10 <laughs> points is just too much in a playoff game. Uh, the bears defense is good. Um, I see the bears losing maybe by three to seven points and maybe a small, small chance at winning would have to be a defensive struggle. Um, but 10 points. Yeah. 10 points is easy cover. Lock it in. We had to, we had to predict that, right? No one even bothered looking at that game. Cause they knew that Jez was going to go to bears. Yeah. We didn't know that was coming. So Jez, that's a, that's a bears plus 10 at new Orleans. Lock it if in I for can- you. If I can interject here, give me a Trubisky stat line for that game, Jess. I'm curious. Um, in a win or in a loss? Just just in the game as you see it, they lose by three or seven, most likely outcome. I want to hear so Trubisky. Mitch, Mitch is thrown for about 230, two touchdowns, one interception. Hey, that's a decent game. That's a, yeah, that's that, a that might be a win. Game. That's a, a big Demon game ahead of us. That's a cover. Oh, yeah. Oh. They're going to, they're going to, Demon's been incredible lately. They're going to smash. He has been. He's been great. And I thought he was a bust. And then he came out second half of the year and was just like, I'm tired of this shit. And just like started running over people. He's been great. And 
pick number one. Are you going to the Natty or are you going to the NFL? I mean, you'd be a fool to think I'm not uh, sticking <laughs> my fat ass in the Natty for all three of my picks. Uh, it's, yeah, it's too bad the the uh, Vikings aren't playing in the playoffs somehow because then we could fade them, uh, but they weird. are no longer with us. Um, yeah, so I'm um, kind of like Nate touched on with the game between Ohio State and Clemson. I'm really impressed with Ohio State. Um, I do have some kind of I have a full disclosure, a little bias uh, to Ohio State. My mom went to Ohio State for a semester. Ooh and got booted for uh, having a weed in the dorm. But I do have a lot of family members. All my family's from Ohio. Um, I do have other family members that did go and get uh, their degrees. Um, so I do have um, some Ohio State blood running through me. Um, and I'm all in on the Buckeyes on Monday. Um, so my first pick that I'm looking at um, is uh, some might consider sacrilegious uh, pick to make based on our history. And that would be Ohio State first half plus five against Alabama against Alabama first half give me Ohio State plus five I think it's gonna be a tie game maybe at Ohio State with a lead um but but I think Ohio State comes out gunning and I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Justin Fields and the the adjustments that they made compared to the game they had the first time against Clemson it seems like they're a completely different team so I think uh they're playing with confidence I think I heard a stat that in the last eight games that they're underdogs they've won like seven outright um something like that so um I love them in this spot um, I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to go against the green here and go Ohio state plus five first half as my first pick. You, you remember that the, everybody knows the South park episode, the Warcraft one, you oh, know, yeah. when, the when Randy, one. Randy hands off the sword and then he gets killed by the guy and he's standing in the best Buy and he's like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> that's how I feel right now. You just picked up against Bama first half. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, oh, I did. Oh, I know oh, it might come back to bite me, but yeah, I'm, 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 I got I got uh, rose colored glasses. I'm now the house state. Wow! How many peppers on the uh, spicy scale do you put that pick at? Uh, I'll probably go three and a half. I'll probably go three Ooh, and a half out of five. That's spicy. Yeah. That's like that's like that's like a, a habanero, maybe a ghost pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at something like that. Yeah, we're not quite to the Carolina Reaper yet, but um, yeah, that solely based on it being just against everything that we've we've known yep. uh, as a, as a betting crew. Right. You know. You know. I love some spiciness, so I, I like the pick. Lock it in for Ange. You said it was five and plus, a half. Plus, plus five, five and a half. I think it's five, yeah. Five, five. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, my pick, you know, I've been looking at the lines all night. Nothing has really jumped out to me that much in terms of the, the spreads in football, but I figured I want to pick at least one. And the one that I keep going back to is Tampa Bay and Washington football team. So I've kind of been on the Washington football team train all regular season, and they j- – they almost gave me some heartbreak last week on a, on a huge money line parlay that I had out there. But luckily, uh, Doug Peterson is going to Doug Peterson. And he took out Hertz, played Sudfeld, took out all the starters. And Washington football team was able to waltz into the playoffs thanks to that victory in week 17. So I'm going Tampa Bay minus eight. I think if Jalen Hurts and the Ooh. Philadelphia Eagles played the entire game, Washington football team doesn't even belong in the playoffs. I think Alex Smith looked really, really bad. It still scares me to to watch him play football. He's not fully healthy, and I don't think he looked really great last week. Washington gets by on rushing the quarterback and making things uncomfortable for the quarterback. And Tampa Bay has built a team, an offensive line, around keeping Brady away from harm's away from harm's way. And I think what's going to happen is Brady's going to get a lot of time. 
Washington's not going to be able to keep up with Brady, who's in, who is firing on all cylinders right now. All three, his receivers are playing really well right now. I, I think Mike Evans is going to be fine. I don't really know, but it's going to be on the road. Tampa Bay covers minus eight against Washington football team. Niz, what's their second pick? Well, I'm about to make history. Um, my pick, my second pick is going to be a two team parlay. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if this is allowed, but I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. All right. Do it. I am going, I'm just going to say it first and then I'll talk it through. I am going with the Baltimore Ravens money line. They're three point favorites, but I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens money line and under 54 and a half for the game. The dreaded so, spread and over total. Yeah. <laughs> under total. <laughs> this is an uncomfortable bet. It's not fun. Nobody likes doing this, but I just have a feeling on this one. The Titans have absolutely owned the Ravens in the, over the last two seasons. They knocked them out last year. I have a feeling we're going to see a game where Lamar Jackson and the Ravens run the ball. They control the clock. Um, I think that they're, that's their game plan. Um, I know that that does feed into the Derrick Henry uh, operation on the other side, but I think he's going to get his, but just not as, not as much as Lamar and J.K. Dobbins and Gus mm-hmm. Edwards and all this stuff. I think we're going to see a Ravens dominant, boring performance where it's like, a gross game, 20 to 10, 20 to 13, something where you're like, God, that was football, but I wish I didn't spend three hours watching it. Um, so I'm going to go Moneyline Ravens under 54 and a half, parlay, book it. Wow. Honestly, like how often does, like I know you'd bet Moneyline, but how often does like taking the spread in the, in the total ever in a parlay ever work out? It's two things and like never hits for some reason. It's, You're always on one side wrong. <laughs> it's brutal. But it tends to be if you're if you're betting the under, you're taking the points for the underdog. If you're betting the over, you're taking yeah. it with the the uh, favorite giving points. Um, I didn't want to fuck around with that three point spread at all. Yeah. It's like bounced back between three and three and a half, and I just don't want to touch it. So yeah, three and a half right now too. So yeah. I think that's smart. I didn't want to roll in and say, Hey, I'm going to take money line minus 180 on the Ravens. Like that's not, that's not sexy. Nobody's making that yep. bet. So had to throw the under in there as well. Nice. The first ever parlay and that's wow. Ravens money line and under 54 and a half. And it is at three and a half right now, according to DK Sportsbook. future sponsor, stay tuned to find out. Hey, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> yes, let's go to your second pick. So I'm going um, back to the bills game. And I'm going Bills team total over 29. They scored over 29 nine times this year. And I put up insane numbers against decently good defenses. And the Colts are kind of below average defense. I feel like they can defend the pass a little bit better than most. But um, Josh Allen, he's going to be able to roll out and he's going to hit. He's going to hit it. He's going to hit digs 15 times this game. Um, They dropped 56 on Miami, 48 on Denver. 34 on the Niners, 44 on Seattle, 35 on the Rams. Um, I could see this game being like 31 to 20, 34 to 22, something silly like that. I like it. Which means that Nate will not cover his bets. <laughs> so that is, what'd you say that one more time in the team total? Bills over, over 29. 29. Bills over 29. We're looking at a shootout out there. 
Uh, Ange, pick number two. Staying with the Natty? Staying in the Natty. Yeah, we're going to say right here. Um, and, and it's just going to be my just the game spread, Ohio State plus eight. Um, I, I think there's a, a solid chance that they could win this outright. Um, but if they lose by a touchdown, I'm still I'm still in the money. So I'm taking um, Ohio State plus eight. Um, I think the line opened up. The line opened up at like um, – what's my thing at? It went up at seven. So it's moved to eight. So a lot of people, a lot of money, early money on, on Alabama, mm-hmm. which, which um, they can take all day. It'll give me that extra point. Someone gets funky if there's like a field goal or like a two point conversion or something like that. You know, I can still kind of maybe get away with the push. But um, yeah, I'm confident in, in, in my Buckeyes plus eight uh, against Alabama on Monday. And the question is are you going to be doing any light splashes on Ohio State money line? Um, I might. Yeah, I think I probably will. Especially if the, uh, maybe if, um, Alabama scores first, if they get like the opening kickoff and then go down and score a touchdown, might get some good, good value on a live bet. Ohio state money line, um, get a little extra big on that. So, um, yeah, I'll probably do it. Maybe I'll probably throw a little 20 buck, 20 on the, uh, yeah. the money line. Value is there for sure. It's worth it. Whether you think they're going to win or not, about as long as there's value, I'm in on it typically. Yep. Uh, Jez, you scared me a little bit on my pick because I thought you were about to take it. And kind of in the same vein as yours, give me the game total over on Indianapolis and Buffalo. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like I've said in past weeks, that Buffalo has a hard time really stopping anybody. But their offense is so high power that they win games. And they need to score those high numbers in order to win because their defense doesn't really do much out there um, outside of like Tredavious White. Uh, and you can pretty much avoid them if you want. And the great thing about Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts is they can keep up in a shootout game. If their defense doesn't show up, I think their defense is a little better than Jess thinks it is. But Josh Allen basically matchup proof. He doesn't matter. He's going to go out there. He's going to run the ball. He's going to sling it. Stephon Diggs is going to get his, and Josh Allen's going to get his. And if that happens, Philip Rivers is going to get his. He's going to sling that bitch all over the place. And Buffalo is not really going to stop him doing it. So I think it's just going to be a back-and-forth, bare-fisted brawl Donnie broke out there in Buffalo, and it's going to surpass that 51-point total. I think it's going to be something like a – like a 38-32, something like that. Have you, guys not, at the, have you guys looked at the forecast yet? I haven't checked it out. You know if God, there's snowy at all? not, and, and I <laughs> hope there's no snow. 40-mile-per-hour <laughs> gusts. Let's put a contingent on the weather. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, I'm just assuming fair weather. Uh, as long as there's no winds above 50 miles per hour and there's no profusely, uh, profusely snowing out there. As long as that doesn't happen, I'm okay with the with the total. Just no wins and no dumps of snow. Niz, get you back to pound town. Victoria misses you. She texts me. She's like, is Niz coming this weekend? I had to tell her, no. Why'd you put me in that situation? Get back there so I don't have to talk to her anymore. <laughs> Give it to us. First of all, you guys are interacting with her a little bit more than I would like. <laughs> uh, so I just want to put that out there. A uh, little, little distraught by that. But, um, you know, I was, I was texting with Andrew. And, you know, this is the national championship on Monday. I, I can't in good conscience, just kind of pass this off and not pick this as a, as a pound town lock. Um, I really like his pick of plus eight for Ohio state. That being said, I think, I think Alabama wins this game 95 times out of a hundred. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm in this situation where I, I would love to play plus eight, but I don't think I'll even touch the money line. Um, but I'm also going to do a first half bet. that's going to be a little bit different than Ange, but it's not going to step on his toes. I'm going to go with over 37 and a half points for the first half between these two teams. Listen, I, I think Ohio state has a decent defense. Bama's defense has been better since like week four. Um, They've really stepped up. 
I just don't see them showing up in this game. The offenses are too good. Alabama has more weapons. They have basically three Heisman potential winners and Jalen Waddles coming back. Um, I don't know how effective he's going to be, but I think they can use him as a decoy, maybe on some gadget plays. I think it's going to be one of those games that just starts. They put the pedal to the metal and both teams just go. They're not going to kick field goals. It's going to be touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, 28-21 halftime score. I would love it if it was. Um, I hope they just, I hope they just score, score, score over 37 and a half first half. I hope you're right. That makes the game just so much more fun to watch. Like watching Bama Notre Dame, I was like wanting to rip my hair out because Notre Dame just absolutely took the, the air out of the ball. And I was yeah. just like, oh, this is so boring. But give me a just a an absolute like just ball flying everywhere. I'll I'll take that. 37 and a half first half total over for Nate Pound Town to get him back there. He's already looking up um flight times. He wants to get back there. Victoria misses him. He misses her. Let's get there. Uh Jazz. You want to get back there? You're on a week hiatus. Let's get you back to pound town. What's it going to take? You know, surprisingly, I wasn't permanently banned for trying to fraudulent the pound town uh, government. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually, we got a lot of money on this game. And my pound town lock of the week is Bills minus six and a half. Oh, boy. Let me tell you why. I looked up the weather. It's going to, and the forecast right now is 27 to 29 degrees. There's no pre- precipitation in the air. Okay. And you're going to tell me Philip Rivers, who's played his entire career in San Diego, that he's going to go over at 40 years old to a cold weather stadium and put up points. Are you out of your mind? Give me the bills minus six and a half. They're going to trounce the Colts. Yeah. Nate, you're out of your mind. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) From San Diego to a dome. That guy, that guy doesn't worry about the cold. He's never been cold in his life. No. And you know, you know, everything works. He's never cool. He has nine kids. So, you know, things are warmed up constantly in the Philip Rivers body. So bringing him out to the cold might not work out for him. <laughs> it's true. And what's getting you back there, my friends? Or what, what's getting you to stay in pound town? Right, so it looks like um, this weekend, if, if any tailors are out there, there's two games you want to key in on. And that's uh, Bill's Colts and um, in the national championship for the yeah. um, college football title. So, yeah, kind of like, um, I mean, similar to what Nate's kind of anticipating, uh, my lock, um, I, I think there's going to be some scoring. Obviously, I like Ohio State um, to cover. Um, so I'm taking Ohio State team total over 33 and a half. I think it's um, uh, simple for them to get five touchdowns the way they looked against Clemson um, in their defense that had been so vaunted uh, going into the game. Um, Alabama has, has had some. Uh, rough patches. Uh, they've been a little bit tighter last um, handful of weeks. I mean, they did have that shootout with Florida, which gives me hope for this game. Um, so I think Ohio State um, can get five touchdowns or at least four touchdowns and two field goals uh, to, to cover that. So uh, my pound town lock of the week is Ohio State team total over 33 and a half. Love that pick. I think someone likes the Buckeyes. I was going to say, Andrew, uh, do we see a, a, a parlay in your future? Are we going to see a screenshot in the chat? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I've been doing the last uh, last two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, I hit, and that was a nice and glorious uh, $200 in my pocket. Oh, no, not $200. That was a different parlay I hit. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Oops, yeah. one that I, the other one that I hit. We'll see. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I thought, uh, yeah, the last two weeks I've, I've missed one of the two. Actually, last week I did a round robin, so um, I did hit a parlay on that, but um, nice. missing that that three teamer would have been uh, was a bit of a bummer. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident. I like Ohio State. I mean, I figured just it's the last game of the year, just go down. I mean, just pick a team, ride with them, and uh, and I have my blood ties to it. So I got a lot of people in my corner. Well, Ohio State stand as spoken, going all in on them with all three picks. So, pound pound for myself. I don't Come even on. believe it exists at this point. Come on, <laughs> I don't even believe it exists. Like I, I just, I just don't know. I'm, I've, I've been kind of torn on where I want to go with my next pick. I'm sitting here looking at lines right now, and I see this Seahawks and Rams total that seems really, really low, and I feel like it's almost a trap to go after it. So I'm staying away, and I'm going to Pittsburgh. And I'm going the Pittsburgh Cleveland Browns over 47 and a half. Now I don't bet unders. So I avoided any, any total that I thought was too high. That potentially could just be an absolute stinker. And this game absolutely can be a stinker. But I think Baker is going to be hyped up. He's going to get out there and want to perform. He's going to have all his wide receivers back, all his skill position players back. Pittsburgh is going to be rested. Big Ben's going to come out. He's had two weeks to prepare for this to get his offense right. Because it has been sputtering in the past couple of weeks, but I think he's going to come out. Tomlin's going to have a game plan and they're going to score some points. Pittsburgh de- Pittsburgh's defense has kind of tapered off towards the end of the season, and I don't think that's going to end in this playoff matchup, matchup against Baker Mayfield. I think they're going to allow Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to run around a little bit. They're going to allow Baker Mayfield to sling it around a little bit behind um, a pretty decent wide receiver core, it turns out to be, um, without Odell Beckham Jr. And then, of course, Big Ben is going to go out there and sling it to his just – elite wide receiver core as well. His running game is not going to matter as much because Big Ben doesn't care. He's just going to sling it anyway, even if he has a good running back. So give me the over 47 and a half to bring me back to pound town. Give me the over 47 and a half Browns Steelers. Lock it in for me. Fingers crossed. Please get me there. I miss it. I I want to make sure it's still real. (laughs) I believe they expunged your record. They don't expect you to come back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even a a guest. Like it just never happens. Um, So those are the picks. Lock it in, you guys. This is a first. This is there's not many games left in the football season. I don't, we might change the format next week. There's only going to be five, six games next week. NFL, I don't know. Yeah, six games. So there's not gonna be much to pick from. So we might do this again. We might switch it up. We might do less picks. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. Um, and we're not going to figure it out right now. So any last final thoughts on the Natty guys on wild card uh, uh weekend? Yeah, it looks like uh, we have winners for you guys on Saturday. We have winners for you on Sunday. We have mm, winners for you on it. Monday. So you can just yeah snowball that uh, into some big some big earnings over the weekend. Absolutely. Um, well, first, quick flex just installed the new eighty five inch ultra high def oh. TV. So oh. it's it's going to be a, a good weekend. Um, second of all, uh, Jez friendly friendly wager oh. on uh, Colts fifty Colts Bills. 50 dollars. American dollars. Yes, sir. <laughs> U.S. American dollars. 50 right? pound town dollars. All right. <laughs> Virtual handshake. handshake. There Virtual it is. Virtual handshake. COVID social distance handshake. It just happened. $50. Let's go. The first ever peer-to-peer live bet on the podcast just happened on Colts Bills. Jez has the Bills minus six and a half. Nate has the Colts plus six and a half. For 50 large. You know how many Mai Tais I can buy Niz on Pound Town? 
how many pound town, how many Mai Tais I can buy Jez on pound town. Do you, do you even know? Like, do you remember the prices? I have no <laughs> clue. That's why I'm asking guys. Tell me. <laughs> I, be, I believe we had a podcast where Nate went on about a five minute spiel about how trash Philip Rivers is and how he's not uh clutch and he's an oh. awful fourth quarter quarterback. Uh, uh what's going on here, Niz? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh listen listen it's phillips time he is ready i'm just so fucking mad that the bills keep taking my money and so i have to they have to lose at some point right uh, i don't know i don't know it's just a gut feeling and you know maybe philip will channel the the strength of his nine children and just really put him on his back and, and get the win this time. Who fucking knows? You know, you know, he's going to have the ball down seven, like in the fourth quarter and, and oh, yeah. see what, yeah, oh, what yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. So yeah, it's going to be eyes glued to the TV when that happens. And I'll just Venmo Jesse 50, 50 bucks. <laughs> I didn't really put this on the schedule guys, but I feel like we can, before the playoffs start, you want to give us like a, a non cheap Super Bowl winner. You guys, can oh, you do that off the top yeah. of your head really quick? Um, Packers. Don't start. Don't start with me. Packers. So Jeff has the Packers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers will bring them. Absolutely. You think? I think it's a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. That's pretty much what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a right. tough one. Um, uh, give me, give me Baltimore. I think I like Baltimore. That. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they. I think they're kind of starting to click a little bit. Lamar kind of caught fire for me towards the end of the season. Um, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. There's something to look at. I was, gonna, I was thinking of just jumping the line in front of you, man, because I fucking wanted Baltimore, and I had a weird feeling you were going to take them. But I, oh, man, I, as the consummate professional that I am, I'll let you go and take Baltimore. Yeah. And, and I think it'd be kind of funny because my next pick, uh, the dark horse um, Super Bowl pick, I'm going the Buffalo Bills. There you go. <laughs> so cool. I'm going Josh Allen and the Bills to get out there and, and make Miz some is, noise in the playoffs. Miz is reeling right now. He's reeling. Oh, reeling. <laughs> reeling. No, I, <laughs> I was going to choose the Bills. No, I'm just talking to <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> um, uh, give me the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, fucking annoying how good that guy is sometimes. Uh, still got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, so um, they, they yeah. can always string one together. So give me give me the Seahawks. Why is that total 42? It's just like I don't know. asking me to take the over. I already bet the over, so if it's a trap, I'm fucking snared. So <laughs> It's a trap. If they just let Russ cook, it'll go over 42 so easy. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that. Anyway, enough of that. Let's move on. We'll talk more playoff football next week. Let's get into everyone's favorite segment, tough questions. And we're starting off with a question from the every week contributor herself, Sis, asking us, and let's start, we'll mix it up. Let's go, Antonis, Jesme. How about that? Oh, wow. Uh, Sis asks, what is the most difficult thing to do in sports? Or if you want to go in a different direction, what sports rarity gets you most excited as a fan? Yes. Uh, so for me, I think the threshold I like to put it at. Uh, so so I'm going scoring in basketball. When someone just absolutely lights up the scoreboard, that's like mm. that's, for me, it's like can't miss TV. Um, so when someone scores over 80 points, um, I think that's pretty impressive. Shouts to my boy. Kobe, rest in peace. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really, anytime someone kind of lights it up, you know, Devin Booker had that seventy-one point game, or was it seventy-three? Whatever, you know, seventy-one, seventy-three, seventy, um, seventy-one. Um, yeah, a couple years back. But yeah, anytime someone gets like in the fifties, I remember back in the day. I mean, just growing up in high school, watching the um, you know Sports Center before school every day, and um, 
seeing Allen Iverson go over 50 oh, yeah. all the time, Tracy McGrady going over, Kobe going over, all that kind of stuff. Like, I just, I just love seeing those highlights and just fantasizing about being in that kind of zone where the, the rim looks that massive. You can just put anything in. So, uh, for me, yeah, high scoring uh, basketball and performances are just so much fun to watch. And we got to watch Steph Curry do it the other day, and that was just exhilarating. Yeah. When he gets in those zones, just railing those threes, like crazy ones, it's, it's good stuff. Miz, where are you going? Uh, that's a great, great call. I thought about that one a lot. Um, I do love when the when the guys get going. Uh, fucking plays 37 points in one quarter or whatever. Yeah. That shit yeah. is oh, the best. Um, I'm going to go baseball, though. I'm going to go with the perfect game. Oh, you um, Oh, both the Ridge, both the Ridge brothers – reeling right now um uh, i'm going with the perfect game no hitters are great that's awesome it's wonderful you know they're impressive but uh, a perfect game is just nothing else it's a it's a whole team effort even though it's really on the pitcher um the ninth inning of a perfect game is like the most exciting thing that a sports fan will experience every pitch is like Mm -hmm. bated breath um every foul ball you're like oh shit i thought that was gone no it's (laughs) popped up behind the, the plate it's just so tense the, the, the crowd when they're allowed to be there gets so into it and it's just the best. The energy is, is so hyped. So perfect game for me. Um, I'd like to throw some numbers at you because I had this written down. This was my pick by far as a huge baseball fan. It's only happened 23 times in 118 years. That's two, almost 220,000 baseball games with those odds on a, any single day, you have one in one in 10,000th of a percent to throw a perfect game. Those wow. odd, the, nothing gets better than that. And it happens every day, that chance. Yes. <laughs> what I was going to say is um, I just always think about Armando Galarraga's uh, oh, perfect game. Oh, my God. And, and, like, how he handled that. I just remember, like, oh. he was like, oh, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, he made a mistake or whatever. But it's like he, he's not going to be – I mean, we'll, we'll remember that, but that's just never going to be in the history books as a perfect game, even though it was by a mile that it was. And it's like, dude, I can't imagine being like a player and have that performance and then have it just robbed from you at the very last out of the game. It wasn't even close. It no. was it not, not close. even close. It was like yeah, a year before like replay got implemented too. Yes. Like it was like the main yeah. reason that pushed it over the, the hill. It was like, we can't let this happen. Yeah. And if you're if you're the first if you're the ump at first base, like fucking give it to him. If, if it's yeah. close. You should be all. looking for it. <laughs> yes. Like yeah, if oh it's bang, you know, yeah, if it's like bang bang, you think it might be a runner. Yeah, you give him yeah. give it to the oh, good Yeah, that was one, but. That was devastating. Good call on that. That's just curl the fist up and just deck the umpire. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. They still like gave Galarraga like a car and shit or something, right? They gave him like some kind of like, oh, this you should have been a perfect game, but yeah. And I remember Yasmero Petit like back in like 2012 or 2013 or something threw eight and two thirds perfect and a single yeah. dropped in front of Hunter Pence in right field. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Couldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Are you just like with the perfect game? No, I'm reeling, but I did have another one written down, and I'm going to go with the individual uh, gold medal. And the Mm -hmm. reason I say individual is because a team gold medal is not as special, in my opinion. Um, But you train, what, you know, 15, 16 years before you even have the eligibility to get in the Olympics. And then if you come up short, guess what? You have to wait another four years to compete. And then you're facing off against the world leaders in your sport. Um, that's, that's, that's probably, that's my answer for sure. Dude, those Michael Phelps, like gold medal, like the long, like 200, 400 meter ones. When he was getting older, I was like, can he still do it again? And he 
like like memes have been made out of like his victories in, yeah. in the pool like his that, that stuff is like in like that's why i love the olympics literally oh, yeah. the stage yeah yeah i think i think a, a gold medal from the olympics would be like my choice if i could win oh, like yeah. any kind of national championship or any kind of um title or whatever i think i, I mean it'd be so tough to be out on a world stage like that when like, yeah. like you know how like in the nfl nbl like world champions so like that because we just think that we're the best at everything i mean yeah and rightfully so in those sports but um to like truly be on like a, a global stage like that and be crowned like the champ that would be like so incredible oh so did you come up to that off top after getting your perfect game one pulled from you or was that like a backup so that's pretty good uh, for just like a off, off the top, top. top. nicely done man yeah great call I yeah I had, yeah i had the perfect game no hitter thing going in my head because watching one of those is really awesome and it's like gut-wrenching when it doesn't happen but uh my backup, I'm going like a like a playoff overtime hockey. Like give me a game seven overtime playoff hockey. Like I, I don't I like I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world. Like I grew up a big hockey fan and I kind of tailed off in my my older years, but I still uh follow and and closely watch the playoffs and stay up in the the East Coast till 1 a.m. watching the Sharks in the playoffs. And there's there's nothing in sports that gets me going like an overtime winner take all hockey game. Like it's just the most Oh, it's just like, it's getting me like goosebumps now. Like that Sharks uh, night series last oh, year was just oh, unbelievable to, to watch yeah. in the overtime games, the comebacks, just like nothing has that feeling. Cause it, the game moves so quickly and it's just one mess up and it could just happen out of nowhere too. You can just like, could be innocuous and then all of a sudden a goal and the game's over and you're like shocked or you're happy or like whatever it is. It's just like, nothing really beats that. Well, that's like the uh, – it's not – it wasn't a game seven. It was the gold medal Olympic hockey game between oh, yeah, USA yeah. and, and uh, Canada. And it was the most innocuous – it was almost a pass by Sidney Crosby. And it yeah. went through all his legs. Uh, I mean – and that was incredible. Yeah. An overtime yeah, as, game. Yeah. As somebody who is, is completely neutral about hockey, I don't know shit about hockey. I've never really followed it. I, I passively root for the Sharks but don't really, really care. Anytime – there is any kind of overtime hockey i'm like locked in it is oh god yeah. intense we had like a five overtime game last playoffs like something blue, silly like, like that something like that and it was crazy says would know but she's on the podcast but thanks for the question yeah. says anyway i'm sure i hope you like the hockey <laughs> answer <laughs> um this one comes from a, a wife of the show this is coming from jess uh asking are the covid seasons that have been played during this during this time legitimate or will they go down they might not go down asterisks in the history books, but they go down in a lot of people's minds as asterisks. And I think a great place to start here is with our own Laker fan, Andrew Boteri. <laughs> what do you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, for, for the NBA, 100% no asterisk on that one. <laughs> oh, no, I, I mean, honestly, of, of all the sports, I think, I mean, NFL's been fine too, even though their um, kind of COVID protocols have been kind of yeah. uh, shoddy at best. Um, but I think the NBA handled it the best with the bubble and all that kind of stuff. I don't understand why they're not in a bubble now. It's not like it's in any better situation than it was at yeah. the time they did, like the end of the season in the playoffs. Um, but I think that they handled that really well, and, and that's as close to um, as a, like a, a legit result as you're going to get, especially because the Lakers won. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funky, like the other sports. I mean, you can't you kind of have to take a sport by sport. Like mm-hmm. even in college football, like all the players still get this year of eligibility back. Like, all the seniors can come back and play another season. So it's like they're kind of. Yeah, recognizing it as being kind of like, oh, this is just a cash grab for us to get all of our TV and, and add dollars. Uh, you guys can come back and play again next year is what kind of what it seems like to watching it. And you have mm-hmm. the national championship. You have a 12-0 and 0, 
uh, Alabama going against a seven and zero Ohio State, which is like a fun. It's just so it's strange. Yeah. So um, yeah, one's I think it's kind of a sport by sport, but um, yeah, of course my Lakers is legit. As much as I want to delegitimize the Lakers championships, I can't really in good conscience do it. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, being a Warrior fan, but uh, they played virtually the whole season. They got a huge break in the middle. Um, and had to play under pretty tough conditions in the bubble. Um, I think if any sport there's an asterisk, it's got to be baseball. They yep. played 60 games. Yeah. Like, that's that's a little league season. Like, are you less are you than half me? a season? Yeah. Like, that's, and they don't even get started on baseball owners. But I think if anything, like, and again, it's the Dodgers. So, another reason why I want to delegitimize the season being a Giants fan because the Dodgers won. It's a really rough season for various sports fans right now. Losing the Super Bowl, and then you get your two like most arch nemesis teams win the championships. Fuck okay. this COVID season, man. Just it, it all. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Tone it down. Tone it down. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? Um, I don't. I, I don't really have a specific answer for this. I think time is really relative right now. We'll say, yeah, there's an asterisk. They didn't play, you know, a full season or a full playoff or anything like that. But I think, I don't know, 10, 15 years down the road, we're not going to be calling it a COVID championship. It's still going to be a title. It's still going to be a ring. Uh, So I think I lean more, I definitely lean more towards no, Um, but it's just relative since we're still in the pandemic right now. Um, And is this season 2021 going to be asterisk as well? I mean, are we going to keep calling it asterisk if every scene's going to be shortened? I don't think so. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, you guys are you guys are smart, man. I, I thought about this a lot, and you guys have kind of just hit on all the points that that I was kind of going to bounce back to. Um, the Stop. NBA, they they the NBA played pretty close to eighty-two games. I think they ended up with like sixty-five or seventy total. Um, they had a full playoff, so yeah, the Lakers are legit. That's fine. Um, Football obviously has been affected by COVID, but they got in their full schedule. I agree with Logan. I, I don't think that a 60 game baseball season merits a legitimate championship. And yeah, I'm a Giants fan. I hate the fucking Dodgers, but I just don't think you can play 40% of a season and call that legitimate. There's just, you know, uh, you know, Jesse's not a, not a advanced stats guy and analytics guy on the baseball front, but <laughs> it takes, it takes like the real advanced stats, analytics, all that stuff at least 60 games to uh, normalize a little bit. So I just don't think it is a fair representation. I wish they had just watched the baseball season, honestly, rather than play that shortened season. Um, other than that, I think, yeah, looking back here, we're not going to spend that much time delegitimizing all these except for the Dodgers. So moving forward, it's just going <laughs> to be, they're just going to be championships. Yep, I think we're all pretty much on the same page for the most part. Jess, thank you so much for the, the question. That's like what, a long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for the question, Jess. Uh, another question from T, again, who always does come strong with the questions. He asks, if tomorrow, for whatever reason, you had to become a street performer with the objective to make as much money in tips as possible, what would you do? Jess, we'll start with you. Uh, as someone who's not talented whatsoever in individual um individual sports or you know talents and stuff like that but the first thing that came to mind is going to be a um magic tricks and specifically card tricks um i know i don't know a handful and they're all like little silly ones but i think i could i think i could study and you know be good i think i have decently good sleight of hand um, but I, I don't know how to delve into this too much as I don't, I've never really thought about this question before, but I'll go with the, 
you know, 52 card deck uh, magic performer. Not bad. Like a good close up magic, like really gets people in there. Sure. What do you think, Niz? This is really nerdy. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much, how much money this brings in, but this is like literally the only <laughs> thing I could think of that would do, who would impress people at any level. Um, I'm a halfway decent juggler. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> so I'm thinking I can, I can juggle and maybe throw in like some jokes or something like that. Get some people <laughs> laughing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, give me, give me three of anything and I can pretty much juggle it. So I can throw some tricks in there too. So um yeah, i'm probably not bringing a lot of money in if i'm there for eight hours maybe i'm getting like 60 bucks or something like quarters are thrown in there and yeah cr crinkled one dollar bills like it's not going to be a real pretty day and i'm probably going to be sore at the end of it but that's that's my shtick <laughs> what's your song of choice with your with your routine do you trust me phyllis do you trust me <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Oh, I see. I didn't even think about that. I don't even need the balls. I'll just go. Yeah, yeah you don't. Vickers. <laughs> just, Vickers, yeah. <laughs> see, uh, but, but, yeah, yeah, I, I think you. You, you overlooked uh, your Rubik's Cube ability. You could probably lure some people in and say, you know, how fast you can solve this. You know, let's put a little money on it or something like that. Maybe you can swindle some people that way. That's not a bad idea. Um, uh, with the move, I've, I've been a little lackluster with my, my cubing lately, but um, yeah. I'm trying to, trying to get and stay under a minute on my solves, so. I thought about that too. That crossed my mind. And what you think? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, some, yeah, I don't really have any skills that translate. Uh, T kind of made me blush a little bit in the chat because he said that I would be like a stand-up comedian or something like that. Um, but I feel like my humor is more kind of situational based and I kind of go off of what's happening or what people are saying as far as having like a routine or something like that. Um, I'm nowhere near uh, like that with my humor at all. Um, so I was thinking maybe just building a sign maybe with like a basketball hoop or something like that and saying like, you know, one of those, I bet you can't hit me with a quarter type deals or maybe oh, have God. someone trying to like, like get like a paper airplane trying to find my butt crack or something like that with like a dollar bill, <laughs> you know, just to see if you can just like land in my butt cheeks, something like that. I, I mean, yeah, I really don't have any skills or talents that could really bring in money or keep people around. So I think I just have to be kind of like the, uh, the, the fool in the street that, that just gets your, your, your pity quarters. Not a bad strategy is just low-key just forcing us to admit how untalented we are like he's yeah like, seriously yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah for thanks a lot it's one of those questions that, that someone asked so you would ask them because he has like a great answer and he'd be like oh yeah i'd like probably deadlift like, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah i just set PRs out there all the time you see the guys in vegas are like i'll give you a dollar to kick me in the nuts kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he like jumps as you kick him so you actually don't really kick him and it's all a farce anyway um i, I kind of i think i kind of made this one up but i i used to like kind of do this for like laughs when i was like a little younger and it's like just what i would do is like i'll have like a like a blender and i'd be like give me a dollar i'll let you put whatever you want in this blender and when i get it to the top i will blend it up and i'll drink it that's what I'm going for. That's so I want to keep. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't really have an issue with like, with like flavors or like taste and stuff like that. So like, at least I, I can mentally get past it. So like, I, I'll like keep track of everything that's in there. And then once it gets to a certain point, I'm like, okay, here we go. Anyone want to add anything else and just like blend it up. 
and then just like chug it and people are gonna be disgusted and walk away and oh. earn the dollar that they put in hold on hold on hold on so you would have people fill up an entire blend you would like so you would drink an entire blender full of this concoction yeah whatever they want to put in it okay, i'm like okay, picturing on, yeah yeah no we gotta we got jump into this a little bit more what was like the nastiest <laughs> or what, what kind of stuff was thrown in these blenders like, it, like it, i haven't done this in like real life like i haven't i've done this like we're like we're at a restaurant and i like, have like a like a like a ramekin of like ranch and you put like onions in and you put mustard in it and you put like salt and sugar and like fucking whatever there is at the table and mix it up and then i'll like eat it or drink it or whatever oh, okay. like shit like Man, that that's that's incredible yeah um i haven't done that in a long time because i'm an adult and gross <laughs> uh, I can, I'm, not at a, I'm not at a denny's <laughs> i can confirm uh we called him garbage disposal for a long time yeah. you've just had a you've had covid symptoms your entire life no smell <laughs> no taste oh <laughs> uh, yeah so i think i think that'd be i think i've never seen it before i think it'd be pretty pretty decent i i gotta admit i'm a little bit intrigued yeah yeah like i just picture myself like on the san francisco wharf and people are coming by with like lobster rolls and like crab rolls and then like ghirardelli milkshakes and then like a cheesecake or like just a, a burger or something like just like the most random shit just rip it off and put it in a blender and i'll mix it up <laughs> for a dollar five bucks whatever i don't know well, hey, on the bright side, or soda <laughs> you probably wouldn't starve on the streets so that I mean, that's some that's a little Double whammy food. i didn't even think yeah. about that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paying for so, your yeah, food. that's mine <laughs> as always thanks for the question always kind of arouses pretty good conversation so appreciate that and we're gonna go to, for the last question it's gonna be a lightning round from our very own south Bosch, the man of many condiments himself lightning round give us your uh single answer if you want to describe in one or two words why feel free but it should be pretty quick um nate I haven't started with you yet so i'll go nate and jez me we're doing favorite movie in the following sports baseball basketball football and then an other category it can be any other sport movie nate start us off maybe an upset pick here with baseball angels in the outfield Ooh, flapping my wings right now yeah. <laughs> all right so all three all, all four all together oh shit my bad yeah all right. uh, lightning round <laughs> yeah. uh basketball um white man can't jump shout out mm-hmm. sydney yep yeah come on Great one. Uh, football. Man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it's okay if you go with this one too, Lug, but remember the Titans gonna, is the GOAT. It, yep. it, it just doesn't compare. And then for other, uh, I went Senna, which is a Formula One documentary about Arabs oh, and Senna. Nicely done. Of very, very good. I highly recommend it. It is on Netflix. All right. And all right. Uh, so for me, for baseball, uh, I had to go Major League. That was my nice. baseball pick. Nice, very good one. Um, for basketball, I went. He got game. Um, I, I just love Denzel Washington. Nate, mm-hmm, Nate mm-hmm. is his number one fan. Um, so yeah, we got to love Denzel in this in this group. Uh, football, I went with the program. Oh, I'm not sure if you guys. Have seen I don't it. know that program. Yeah, it was like this one. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy that the main actor's name. He's he's like the coach. I can't remember. It's like a college football, like uh, late '80s, early '90s. These guys taking steroids and all this kind of stuff, and it was uh, it was, it was like it was yeah, just a movie okay. that we watched in high school that we loved. And then for other, um, I'm going The Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, good movie! Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's not like it's between that and Happy Gilmore. Uh, honestly, oh, when, I, like, when, when I thought the yeah, question yeah. was just one name, one movie, those two were the two were the first that came to mind. I've seen Happy Gilmore like dozens of times, um, but Legend of Bagger Vance is one of those movies. I mean, I'm a big Charlie Theron fan, so. Um, that that's one of my favorites. Nice. Yes. 
Baseball, Rapid fire. easy. Sandlot, no explanation needed. Basketball, I refuse to choose between Coach Carter and White Man Can't Jump. Um, football, uh, I'm going Gridiron Gang. It's a little silly. Like I said, it's a little silly in dialogue, but it, it has it has a good story and it has a good, um, you know, what's the what, what's what's the end? It has a good. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Conclusion? No. Feel good? Ah, forget it. No, no, no. Yeah, sure, it's feel good. But uh, And then two others is uh, Miracle, Miracle on Ice, and good The movie. Greatest Game Ever Played. Nice. Nicely done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, baseball, minus Sandlot. Uh, basketball, I'm going to have to go with semi-pro. Um, football, I'm going, remember the Titans. That you, it's the best you can. And then other, I'm going Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. Great That's call on that. Yeah. yeah. The I wanted, yeah. I, like, yeah, the original. And you made me think of like golf movies, and I wanted to go like Tin Cup too, which is also really good. Yeah. So, Tin Cup's great uh, too. Yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. when people ask me what my favorite movie of all time is, it's it's my answer is usually White Man Can't Jump. So that's a good pick, Ness. Can I go another yeah. other? And this, it, yeah. I don't know if go Birds is a, a sport, but Rounders? Rounders. Oh, is yeah. Great. Count oh, it. Yeah. Count yeah. it. Let's, let's add that. 21. Again. Give me yeah. 21. We're, we're gambling pod, right? Give me 21. That's oh. a good movie. Yeah, I have to watch that every year before I go to Vegas just to get me fired up to lose all my money. Tradition now. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw out another baseball one that I absolutely love. And you know what? There may be some people that come at me for this. A League of Their Own, the girls playing baseball. Oh, come on. Good way. Fucking move. incredible. Yeah. Like, so good. It's Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I don't want people coming at me. There's a yeah. lot of, there's, there's a lot of sexism out there, you know? The first thing that comes to mind. Too. The first thing that comes to mind is just Rosie O'Donnell playing baseball. It's just like yeah. it's the funniest. Oh, yeah. Thing. Donna. <laughs> yeah. Here's, yeah. That's a good weird, pick, actually. I like it. But, but great, great movie. Yeah. Uh, Semi-Pro was a great call. That that movie yeah. has aged better. Like, I remember seeing it the first time and thinking, eh, it's okay. And then after that, it's like, it's, it's fantastic. so good. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, dude. I saw it in theaters and I was like, and so I think I was with Gene and some other friends, and I was like, oh, that was all right for a Will Ferrell movie coming off the high of uh, Talladega Nights. And I was like, oh, this was okay. And then I just, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Also, yeah, honorable mention to, to Big Green for a soccer movie, if anyone's ever oh, seen that. Solid. <laughs> Great. Film. Yeah. Who was the, who was the, the, the female coach in that? She was a smoke. Uh, absolute smoke. Show. Yeah. I don't know if that she's famous the, or not, but she was great. sexism. <laughs> I can, I, I can say a, a lady looks nice that's yeah. <laughs> yeah you said a lady looks nice all right <laughs> well you talk about someone like was watching the video of this pod everyone be like those are just four hot dudes right know? so yeah. hey yeah, yeah, yeah they're lucky we don't do video please uh, object to this. but speaking of speaking of hot ladies um i just want to get this in before we conclude uh the pod um nate and i and a handful of uh friends are uh, huge bachelor bachelorette fans um, primarily because we just sit on our couch, uh, drink beers or wine or whatever, eat shit, and then mm-hmm. talk shit about how um, how terrible these people are, even though we're like probably 10 times worse. For, so for those of you that are listening to the pod, uh, probably the thousands of you, um, I do a, a pool uh, for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. The Claire season was funky, so we didn't do one for that. But basically, watch the first episode. It aired this, pre- this last Monday, still available on DVRs. If you want to make a list of the remaining contestants, I believe there's 23 or so left. You rank them one to 23 with one being your winner, second being your, your runner up and so long and so on. And then uh, submit that list to me. Um, it's a $10 buy-in uh, right now. I think we have about 20 people that said they want to get in it. Um, so we'll do nice. like a tiered payout. 
Um, and I'll have like a Google sheet that you guys can check your scores and, and follow along, see everyone's predictions. Um, so if any listeners are interested, uh, hit me up, uh, Twitter, whatever, um, tough pod, however you want to do it. Um, let me know. And then, uh, we can get you in. Big pot this year. We gamble on everything. <laughs> and with that, uh, boys, that's a podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everybody for submitting your questions. Uh, enjoy wildcard weekend. Enjoy the natty. Follow us on Twitter at tough pod, T U F underscore pod. And as always stay tough.